0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm your host, Ray Harkins, and here we are, episode number 16. It's awesome. I mean, 16 weeks, solid weeks worth of content. Television shows can't even pull that off. Granted, this is not as professional as a television show, and uh, there's probably one, one millionth of the budget for this, because realistically, there is a very small budget gets put into this show but in any event i'm a little tired because last weekend uh, was the sound and fury music festival that myself and the music correspondent for the show joey do 50 some odd bands three days it's just a lot of stress a lot of stuff going on but uh the festival went well we sold out all three days so awesome That's why I am in such a good mood, but at the same time, I might also be a little uh, weird-sounding because of the tiredness. But in any event, this is our first episode where we actually have two guests on. Not one, but two. So more bang for your proverbial buck, which is $0 because you're not spending anything to download this. But anyways, before I introduce them, 100 Words or Less is part of the Punk News Podcast Network. That sells, there's a lot of peas in there. I never not really realized that until now. Visit punknews.org, and it's got a bunch of awesome news about whatever band you care about, they probably talk about, or they do a review of. So uh, check it out. And they also have a bunch of other podcasts that can tickle your fancy. If you like this one, you probably will like some of the other ones. So check them out. And uh, the guests this week. I'll speak more about them in a little bit, but Dan and Tom Searle... I'm totally butchering their last name, I'm pretty sure. Dan and Tom Searle from the band Architects, or as they're known here in the United States, Architects, parentheses, UK. Um, more about them in a minute. But you should follow us on Twitter, at 100WordsPodcast, or find us on Facebook, 100 Words, the Podcast, and you can like us, and we can be cool. Um, above all, if there's one thing that you do please subscribe to the show because that way you're going to get all of these new shows put to your iTunes each week. And, uh, yeah, that way you're not going to miss out on anything. And then, uh, you know, say you fall behind, you can binge listen to them. Um, that way you just keep getting the content as it comes out. Cause that's what I want to make sure that people are getting this on a regular basis. And, uh, yeah, that way they'll be able to tell me what they like or what they don't like. um, so, yeah, there we go. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before uh, I dove into the guest intro was um, a good friend of mine recently passed away. His name was Christian Da Silva. He was the sound guy at uh, Chain Reaction, a very local and important venue here in Southern California. Um, he was a sound guy for, I mean, as long as I can remember going there. Um he did sound for the first band of mine that played there taken and uh he was just a great dude he was one of those guys where i would see obviously it shows there and he would always make an effort to just you know hang out with me catch up and uh you know just hang out and uh you know he didn't need to do that for me and obviously the hundreds of other kids that uh, showed up to chain reaction on a regular basis but um yeah, he's just a great dude. Not only was he a great dude, but he was extremely professional in what he did as well and always made whoever was playing there sound as good as he possibly could. Um, yeah, so he died tragically in a motorcycle accident and, uh, it was pretty disturbing. I was definitely shaken up because, um, you know, he was only 40 years old, which is only nine years older than me. And, uh, I sure as hell know that I do not want to be parting this planet in nine years. Um. And so, yeah, he had two kids, one kid on the way. So it was very sad. Um, And my heart definitely goes out to him and his family. But a lot of other cool stuff has been happening around that in regards to benefit shows, helping out his family with all the costs that are associated with this. Um, So, yeah, and I actually went to one recently. uh, The Aquabats played. Um, But it was just good because you got to be surrounded by people who knew him and, you know, kind of celebrate his life as opposed to be completely torn up and sad by it because that's uh, ultimately what no one wants to impart on the people that they care about when they leave this planet um, is for other people to you know, be in misery for a long period of time. So anyways, Christian Da Silva, great dude, and I'm sad that he's gone. Anyways, on a less serious note, even though it is somewhat serious at the same time, My two guests, Dan and Tom Searle from the band Architects, or like I said previously, Architects UK here in the States. They actually got approached by the Kansas City, Missouri band. That's kind of a uh, more, I mean, they don't sound anything like Architects in the UK. They kind of have a whole garage punk vibe. But um, I was working at Century Media Records and I helped sign this band. And it was one of those things where it was the first time that I actually encountered the whole band name issue. But... Anyways, these guys are twins, so that's funny in and of itself. And they, still to this day, are some of the funniest people that I know. Their uh, proverbial English sense of humor really shines through. And this is definitely the, I guess, funniest podcast that I've done, where they just, uh, they're so sarcastic. On levels that I can't even begin to try to duplicate or mimic, but... Um, It's kind of one of the reasons why I like them so much because they're just so deadpan and funny. Um, So the interview gets a little confusing at times because we're kind of talking over one another. Uh, They're talking over themselves or they're talking between themselves, leaving me completely out of it. But um, in any event, they are an extremely popular band in the UK, uh, Australia, Europe, basically everywhere besides the States. They're still kind of developing over here. And um, yeah, but they... For how young they are, they really are kind of wise beyond their years. And I thought it would be a very fun conversation to have with them, um, not only for myself, but for everybody who's looking to know a little bit more about this band. Um, I endorse them wholeheartedly musically. I think they're a great band in what they do. Um, So I was excited to chat them up and ring them up over Skype one afternoon my time and uh you'll join us right as we start talking about their dietary changes hopefully you enjoy thanks <laughs> yeah you, you guys are the uh, you guys are on board the uh vegetarians right yeah? now yeah vegan trying to yeah dude welcome, welcome to the welcome to the team one for Kingdom. I, I, I have been noticing that, and um, it's, it's exciting. And all, all you dudes are, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at that. Once one converts, you guys all convert. You she know is- what?
1: We even got a guy uh, who's filling in for, our, for us right now, and aside from the fact that we desperately want him to join anyway, but he refuses to because he's in another band, but he spent one night at our house, and he's vegan now.
0: <laughs> we can be very persuasive. <laughs> That actually segues perfectly into uh, one of the things because I usually like to start these things off with just kind of a a you know, little trip down memory lane, like usually my first experience in either finding out about, you know, you guys as a band or, you know, you as individual members. Um, I just remember when obviously I was working at Century Media and Architects kind of got started to be spoken about internally at the office. Um and yeah, uh, you know, I was I was already familiar just because I had the nightmares EP. Um, that was a, that was an EP, right? It's a mini album. I'll call it an EP because I don't like to say we have five albums. Yeah, good
1: point. <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. It makes you sound really old, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Twenty four now, so <laughs> which blows my mind. Five um, oh, just... <laughs> albums. Uh, so yeah, I heard that, and I uh, I mean it, it was okay. It didn't blow my mind, but um, you know. I which I'm, like, sure, I'm sure it doesn't blow your mind anyways. It is fucking rubbish. <laughs> Which, you know, it's your first recording, and that's understandable. But anyways, so I remember, I remember hearing that, and I remember talks about, you know, uh, architects and everything, and, you know, as stuff started to, you know, get hot and heavy. and uh, million, million dollar record deal. Basically, once like seven figures started to be spoken about, I was like, oh, okay, I should pay attention to this band.
1: The media team got together, they said, this EP isn't that good, it's pretty shit,
0: but me. seven figures. <laughs> but these guys probably have the potential to be the next Coldplay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I remember, uh, like, I don't know what it is about you guys that, um, you know, and obviously this is me just complimenting you, but... <laughs> you, uh, not only like, you know, as musicians and what have you and what you guys do um, in a band, but the, I guess the collective unit that is architects, like it's so infectious. It's one of those things where it's like either if you hang out with you guys or, um, you know, watch you guys play live or whatever the case may be, um, whether you're a kid in the audience or whether you were like myself or it was like, you know, I was a dude at the label working for you guys. Um, you just like wanted to be a part of it. And it's something that's so uh, that's so indistinguishable and really difficult for bands to kind of capture in general. Um, I don't know if you guys. I mean, I'm sure it would be difficult for you guys to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're easily that infectious." And basically, everybody yeah. that we hang out <laughs> with is the best thing ever. But um, they are amazing to hang out with, right? <laughs> and it, it's partially due to the accents, obviously. Yeah, they're hilarious. these accents, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All but, very kind words, Ray. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. But I mean, I, 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 I just think that uh I think that that's kind of why you guys have been able to, you know, build like you have been as a band. Where it's not uh, everyone it's thinks so that, though. Some some people hate us. I don't know ask hey,
1: Andrea, the singer. oh Well, we don't really
0: know each other, do we? I'm <laughs> yeah, sure but... we would get on. <laughs> So he he specifically has targeted you guys. <laughs> Are um, you? We get do on with you? we get on with most bands. We so do they, we do because um, they meet us and they can't believe it, either, can they? <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe that like you're actually nice, or is it? Well, it, obviously you know they've heard a lot about us
1: stories and stuff, and then they finally meet us and it's quite. Well, quite I think a those special. guys must be stuck up ourselves because in every other interview we're slanging someone off. <laughs> Not me, I might add. This is Tom talking. When did I slag someone off? I'm not going to go into this. Mainly Sam. <laughs> uh, Sam's a vitriolic character, but you know, I, I, you know, we we try to be just sort of normal, um, sort of English people, don't we? I think Mum's listening out there. <laughs> Our Mum's listening. That's part of the charm. Mum, do you want to say hello? Oh,
0: she's pretending she's not listening. Nick. She's too good for it. She doesn't want to appear on the podcast. I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't live at home though. We live in a big, a bit.
1: She's visiting. We've got a big house from all the money we made from the band. Big, no, no it's No normal sized house. We made loads of money, but then we gave it all the way to the more needy people. <laughs> right, because needy like oh, they're like, always calling up and they're like, give like, me like, your a money, needy girlfriend. Not that, not
0: sort of needy, but genuinely, properly needy. Well, <laughs> they need, do need stuff. Sure, sure. No, I get it, but that, like I said, I think it's just one of those things that that's why. Um, You know, you do, there are definitely bands that are like the band's bands, you know, where it's like they're fun to tour with and, you know, they kind of fans, (laughs) right. But they don't, yeah, they don't have any fans, but you guys kind of blend a good combo where obviously you've been over
1: to where we have some fans,
0: right? (laughs) It takes, it takes a while. I don't know. Yeah. And do you think, do you think that's just because you guys have obviously, well, I mean, one, you're obviously brothers, but And then two, kind of like you guys have all sort of, you know, just been playing music together for so long, it just kind of comes naturally, or what? Well, the uh, sort of camaraderie that we have going on? Yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know. I don't know. Um, I guess I don't really think about it. I'm, I'm glad that we all get on, though, because you do see other bands and they all kind of sit and do their own thing and you never really see them talking. In fact, even when we went on tour with Here's a Little Story, it's really not a story, but... When we went on an tour in. I am a bit of an anecdotalist. This is Tom. Dan isn't at all. Um, Harsh. We went on tour in Europe uh, with Comeback Kid and Outbreak and. Don't want to forget anyone. and Misery Signals. Bain and Misery Signals. And I remember. Oh, really? um, it's a good story so <laughs> I think. Bobby flew with this. From music. Bobby from Bane, drummer.
0: Yes, Paul- that's his name. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> him. Wasn't <laughs> him. <laughs> he he him.
1: wouldn't know our names. mate for, this, for the record. Yeah, actually. Yeah. You know, you thought this—it wasn't him. It was the bass player. I don't know his name. He doesn't know my name. It's fine. But he went over to us in Austria and he said, "You can tell you guys haven't been touring for that long because you're always hanging out together." And I thought at the time, "We." touring for a little while not as long as Bane though but no one's been touring as long as Bane right yeah that's facts, isn't it but that's... now still we're, we're probably even worse now probably hanging out yeah we, we move around in a little group uh, me Tom well because obviously Tim departed but now the group me Tom Sam and Ali Basically, joint at the hip on wings. or we do actually move around like a huddle of penguins <laughs> to, yeah. the same, to the same body warmth. If yeah. we go, if we go anywhere, like if we leave venue, we all go together. If, if you know, if we go to the bus, we all go together. We eat together. We bathe together. Yeah, we wash together, and that's why we all went vegan together because <laughs> we can do different.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, but that that is rare. I mean, I, I do see why you know dudes in yeah. Bane would go over to you and be like. Because it's not like when bands tour so long and you know are just basically, you know, out. There. You're, you're obviously it's an extended family, um, yes. but you know you don't see that like you know as as you grow as a band like you know people kind of you know separate because they grow up or whatever the case may be. They yeah. still like each other, but they like you said they're not attached to the hip like you guys are.
1: I mean. We, me, Tom, Ali, and Sam are going on holiday together in three weeks. Oh. How, many bands, how many bands do that?
0: That is so adorable. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: we're just, doing, that's just we, charming.
1: We're doing a festival in Spain, so we're, we're, uh, the rest of the crew are flying home, and we're all getting a hotel together and going to the beach together. We'll probably rub lotion into Ali. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we'll tan up in Speedos. <laughs> God, he's going to look good that's good that's good get get, get him a brazilian he's lost a lot of weight so it won't look as much like a beached whale as you might imagine your (laughs) head
0: oh my gosh uh this is is gonna be difficult for me to get through um (laughs) and so kind of kind of moving backwards because uh another part i enjoy about doing this show is kind of just you know really taking step back and you know obviously you guys and i have hung out on more than one occasion in different countries um, but we've never been able to be like hey you know where were you born and like how was your upbringing all that type of stuff so it's like both you guys are twins am i correct in this yeah yeah for real so there's kind of one answer for stuff like that as well which Which is which makes it easier because that way you're not stepping all over each other like you always do anyways Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, where were you, were you guys born and raised in uh, Brighton?
1: Were you born? you the other <laughs> person to answer? Yes, yes, we are. We were we were born here. A little bit of trivia: Sam was born in Guildford, and Ali was born in Shoreham. Um, I know this because of their passports, because I had to fill in a passport form for them to apply for second passports three days ago. So nice little. Side note there, we were, we were (laughs) caesarean. Really? Yeah, we were cut out. That makes
0: makes sense because
1: neither (laughs) of us are circumcised. Oh, that's even better. Um, I've got an innie belly button, not an outie. Weird. What do you mean, just you, so have I. You've seen mine. Why are you acting like I haven't?
0: (laughs) This is by far the most in-depth answer I've ever got for that. (laughs) I I really, I do appreciate it though. That's very nice. Um, Uh,
1: we grew up on v- uh, we uh, Via Road <laughs> until we were four Can uh, get a postcode, <laughs> right, get a postcode. and then we moved to a new address, and I'm not going to give that out, because that's where we live now. Um, oh, oh, wow. I remember the first day we moved here, because I remember playing with a tennis ball, I was four.
0: <laughs> okay. That, that, like I said, that's the most in-depth answer I've ever received. <laughs> we're really painting a picture. No, I, I, I do appreciate that, and obviously the listeners will as well. Um, the so imagery. What what did your what did your, what do your parents do for a living, and why 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 Brighton? Why do they why why do you guys have such an attachment to uh to Brighton? And bes- Brighton, besides the fact that you live there.
1: Most of England is really really dull, uh, whilst Brighton's actually a really really lovely seaside town. Although, if any fans are listening, we love it. Right. Oh uh, yeah. No, Uh, I mean, a lot of it's crap. There's some good bits, but Brighton is easily... Stoke's nice. Anyone that comes to Brighton likes Brighton, and they're sort of I'm from London, I like everything London. Yeah, no, Brighton's just a really nice place, and and yeah, I I mean, it gets a little bit boring at times, (laughs) um, but, you know, when the sun's out, which is like maybe four or five days of the year, it is a really beautiful place, so... uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, <laughs> could you could you see yourself living elsewhere? Or is that one of those places? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but only out of board. A different country, Australia. Give oh, me yeah. that. But, you know, if I move to Australia, rehearsals would be a nightmare. So um, Skype. <laughs> Skype. Just mic up the drums and put them down Skype. Just one mic in the room. <laughs> Fuck it, we just demo everything and then go and record it properly. So that I've got the green light to move. Yeah. I'm moving to Australia. Um, have fun with this, your one.
0: Things are moving very quickly here. Right? I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, but
1: mom and pops, you know, should know what dad did. Dad, dad, he did a business. He did. Business. He was one of those businessmen. Yeah. Okay. Dad, so dad was it's in the print-
0: indiscriminate business.
1: The printing industry, uh, and okay. then mum stayed back with little Dan and Tom to bring them up, care for them, change our nappies. Sure
0: you and you guys are you guys are really getting into the um uh the terminology of uh, english folk because you know some american kids will be like what are nappies but that's diapers <laughs> for those of you who need a glossary to figure this interview out yeah, yeah so <laughs> She changed on shitty diapers. Well, that's yeah. that's kind of what you do as, as a parent. I can speak from experience because I'm currently still changing diapers for my little guy, and it, it's an experience. I, I can I can assure you that two of you, I would imagine, would be hellish at the same time, time, screaming.
1: Little yeah. story. One time, we uh, our mum. She'll hate. It, she'll this probably. She fell asleep. Unbelievable! I'm um, terrible parenting. Mum would be listening. Terrible. Um, she woke up to find me and Tom uh, had juiced some carrots and some apples and put malaria tablets in the drink. So she uh, said still love me. that recipe. <laughs> a carrot, apple, and malaria tablet took us to the hospital and had our stomach pumped. Another story. We ate soap, both of us, at the same time. I don't know. If, I don't know how, I, I'm scared of use, I use a juicer now. I'm scared of it now. When I, I don't understand we were how two. we cr- were two crawling on the floor, crawled up onto a work surface like a slug <laughs> attaching itself to a wall. How does a baby get up there, into a cupboard, plug it into a wall? It's, I'm extremely skilled at a young age. And then to not taste the soap, to eat it and swallow.
0: That's impressive. Yeah, so we had our stomachs pumped twice. Well, that, that's good. I, I mean... I think, I, th- I think at one point someone needs to have their stomach pumped just just for fun, you know, just to see what' yeah. like. Well, apparently, they don't do it anymore, which is why no, I no, stopped no. eating. So they
1: make people sick and of that. I think that's probably- they just make them sick. Just be sick instead. Don't know why I didn't think of it. Probably before. plays a big part of those two stories. They need quite <laughs> nice. It's the new album. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is all a direct influence to Daybreaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, as you kind of. You know, as you grew up and you started to go to what? what do you guys call high school over there? Was is it called high school or is it called Oh, pre- what's what's all of them? When I first
1: went to Nursery School, what was it called? Nursery Nursery School. Okay. Yeah. We call that preschool maybe. Yeah, what was it called? The one we went to. Do you remember? I can't fucking remember the name. It have... was up near Queen Street. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so into, yeah, we then we have like junior school, primary school, secondary school, college, university. Me and Tom did not do university. Did nay do it? We're still on a gap eight years. It's okay. You're just taking a break.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, no, it's six years, isn't it? We were on a sixth or sixth gap year.
0: Okay. Um, oh, I like that six gap year. I like that. There's um, going to be
1: no point in earning a living when the finan- the global financial collapse happens anyway. So I figure, you know, we've, it's too late now. So too let's, little too late. Late. let's just get on with it, you know, board up the windows.
0: <laughs> sure. So then as, as you went to, uh, well, like I said, what I, what we call high school over here, um, mm you know how was uh well for one how was that experience for you guys and then two kind of what was your what was the introduction to like independent music as a whole and kind of you know what when did you start to become aware of all of that type of stuff
1: uh my first, i remember i think the first time i really felt like i wanted to be in a band was um when some older kids yeah, um, I'd agree with this. I already know the story. It's like tele- telepathic and the twin thing. I don't know if you do because there was two different occasions, but I remember this one. We went into the. Well, I know the two, so I know both of them. I know <laughs> what both of them are. So it's not a competition. Uh, we went into down um, the school music classroom at a lunchtime, and there was like the older kids, and they were playing a band, and they were doing a. At the drive-in cover of the song Cosmonaut. That was in the Assembly? Was it? No, I yeah, saw it in the... I saw the actual performance in the Assembly and tests. it was amazing. Well, they played didn't really... What about when those kids had to, were playing blind? In cool, the yeah, of yeah, that was in one of the hearts. That was the other one. That's the other one I thought you might have thought of, but you thought of the wrong one because no. I wasn't really inspired by that one. <laughs> it was embarrassing. One then. of them was wearing fishnet top. It, it was, was, it was embarrassing old. then, mm. uh, him one plus and i remember a guy playing a guitar i never told him so I've got him on facebook um yeah, wow you were <laughs> so much He <laughs> yeah, had the guitar i wanted as well because larry from 100 reasons played it this right, is okay. detailed. keep but, it you know. keep it
0: keep yeah. it moving keep it moving
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was the first time i was like yeah yeah okay and then i was like oh, i'll play bass and i play bass and then it was so uh, I've, uh, I've got a lot of it playing guitar and now i am <laughs> <right. laughs> but in terms of you know, we well. It depends what you class as alternative music, I suppose. We we re, we played like when we first started playing in a band, we did just like some of the chillies didn't we? Well, at first it was like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Muse, Incubus. Um, Never did an Incubus cover, did we? Yeah, we thought so just Which bits. One? Which one? Well, stuff off mate Yourself. Definitely, I don't remember. definitely have too yourself? many effects pedals? Nah, definitely too many effects pedals. Definitely, we did Pattern Against User at the driver. Did we? Did, we? Uh, yeah, we did. It in hat. this room, <laughs> we did Muscle Museum Muse, Big White and Drive. That was that was the first time we ever played on stage. Big White and Drive after playing a, a Scout Hut, uh, and they let us come up and take their instruments and tear the stage to pieces.
0: Wow! And yeah. So, so as you uh, as you guys, it, it seems like there was a lot of uh, like uh, talent show stuff happening in. In high school, like was that a common thing for you guys? It, it was. It was really just
1: like uh, just the know. alternative kids or, or organizing the stuff themselves. The it's kids that like, society left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, no, so yeah, was, You know, we we were naturally. <laughs> God, I don't Tom. Think that's serious. Tom wore. Tom d- dyed his hair different colors, like green and. Blue and, and purple, red. that and Purple and that went grey. <laughs> his hair went ginger. It was like that, like, like temporary dye. Like, that week, temporary week red dye was permanent. That yeah. was, that and one day, day he put his hair into like sort of gelled pyramids <laughs> or something, and uh, the teacher met sent him to the toilet to wash out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom was just so against the system.
0: Don't like it, mate. <laughs> I understand. But, you were you were a punk at a very young age.
1: Very, very, very punk. But we, started, we just wanted to do, yeah, 100 Reasons covers, which were a British post article band, which were sort of fairly popular for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah I, re- I remember that band. And so, uh, like, did did you guys enjoy high school? Like, was it fun for you guys, or did you can't yeah. wait, wait to get out of it? No,
1: it was all right. No, yeah, I didn't mind it. Probably look at it more fondly now than we did at the time. I think everyone, that's just sort of how everyone feels about um, education, I suppose. You, you sort of. I didn't like getting up in the morning, but unless yeah. you were really badly bullied, then you probably people. I think people that are bullied—they're the ones that are like. Don't really miss it. Yeah, well, me and Tom didn't really get bullied or anything. We were, uh, but we didn't. We weren't like popular anything. Under the radar, exactly. Yeah, we just sort
0: of. Now yeah. they all want to know.
1: Oh, you're in a pan. Talk to me, be my friend. Do one,
0: mate. Thanks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you, you really, you really do have old like high school classmates that, that get back in touch and are like, oh hey, do you remember when we hung out? And it was like we didn't hang out.
1: Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I I think, I think it's just that we have, m- most people just go through uh, education and, you know, they go to university or whatever, and then they get a job that they don't really care about more often than not, uh, whilst being and Tom have sort of done something different. And I think that's probably why friends from school are interested, because we're the ones that are doing something a little bit unusual. Right, uh, right,
0: right, right. Woken the mold. Did you guys, uh, were you guys into sports or anything like that? Were you into footy? Love. Dan
1: was the team goalkeeper I never got in the squad because I was too shit
0: Well we had our own team They were called
1: Whifting Wolves. Wolves Yeah we were in a team called Whifting Wolves And we lost every game about 14-0 We were ab- <laughs> absolutely rubbish But we did love football I remember when I was 12 We had to write a paper about what we wanted to do when we were older, And I said I wanted to be a goalkeeper can And I now as a ball comes near me I run away Can I just say you've got to Really love football to get up in the rain every Sunday morning and lose 12 or forty. <laughs> That's how much we liked it. But I played for the school because I think what happened was I just kept turning up the training and they felt sorry for me. So eventually they just went, crying out, this guy's pathetic.
0: Let's just put him in the team. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and, um, they're like, let's just get this kid on a team and off my case." Yeah, I, I
1: they were worried because, you know, I was a, a bit of a goth as well. So they were worried about, you know, goth. what I might <laughs> do to yeah. using that term. Died my hair black at one point, so...
0: It, it, so it sounds like these fashion stylings that you guys were. Uh, where did you guys get these ideas to like that you did want to like dye your hair different colors and stuff like it, that? Music television, I think. Okay,
1: Quran. Okay, <laughs> Impres- impressionable young men. Well, well when I when I did the thing with my hair, uh, it was definitely a Matt Bellamy move. That one was like, it? Well, yeah, I it, was it, mud vein. <laughs> it was not
0: Mudvayne?
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we way preferred Mudvayne to Muse always. Okay. Come Oh yeah. Look, I don't know if they're friends, right? But I just don't think they're back catalog because a song doesn't use
0: And so, and so, uh, Dan, where did you pick up the idea that you obviously wanted to uh, to do drums? And did you guys like together collectively? Were like, hey, we want to play together. Um,
1: Funny enough, enough, we didn't. It wasn't like a plan or anything. Uh, I, I I actually. Tom played uh, keyboard barely, barely put an effort, was awful. But I played trumpet, and I was actually half decent, actually, which is quite uh, impresses quite a lot of people. Yeah. Really cool. Um, <laughs> you,
0: you should have, you should have obviously continued your passion and played in a ska band, obviously.
1: <laughs> exactly. I wish I had, in a way. um love ska. Um, so I played that, but I I hated it. So one day a friend of mine uh, said, "Oh, I'm going to take drum lessons, but it's cheaper if share." So do you want to share? I went, I'll ask my mum. So I did. And she went, yeah. Uh, so I went back in. And Didn't I tell to... her the prices of symbols. No. <laughs> or, or how loud they are. Uh, and so I went in and started doing shared lessons. And the teacher was like, bloody hell, you are quite good, actually. Quite quickly. Was wasn't... he really? Yeah, he was like, you've got natural talent. And I was like, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I will continue to go to you.
1: Um but the other guy who was doing lessons he was useless and so he packed it in after about two weeks, but I stayed on because he was like he said you've got the potential to be We I mean, actually didn't say that, that is a lie. But uh no, he 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 did he did seem to think I had something. So and it's the first time I think anyone's ever said you're good at something to me. Um <laughs> what was he? so uh I carried on carried on with it and and I'm uh, still at it.
0: Got it. And so, did you? uh, So collectively, both you guys, you know, as you were both figuring out your prospective instruments, did you guys decide that it was just easiest to play together and kind of start a band?
1: Yeah. Well, um, our the the singer of our first band was a guy called Ben who lived about four doors down for us. So he played guitar and sung. Tom played bass with his um, died pyramids and I that one day.
0: And what was it? Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but what was the? Because uh, I find the first band names some of the most revealing, slash funny, slash awesomely bad band names. So please tell me what the name of your first band was. It was Inharmonic, wasn't it? Yeah, Inharmonic.
1: Oh, that's not I, that's not terrible. I think it was yeah. supposed to be some sort of attempt at like Deftones. Yeah, Inharmonic. It's really, it's pretty, pretty rich, it. it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And that was just covers, wasn't it? I had a bongo. No, I had no, a bongo. It wasn't just
0: covers. I had a bongo, though.
1: Surely we should talk about that for a
0: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, how old were you guys when you were doing this? Uh, 14, 15? 14, 15.
1: 14, 15? I started playing
0: drums when I was 14.
1: We were doing shows in the free button when I was 15. Oh, maybe I started when I was 13. We were all having quite fast because we, we instantly had it. At the, the time, time travels Tam- so slowly when ta- you're that age. The time is so crazy. Uh, you think how much you can get done in a year as a 13-year-old. You know, because we had, like, song called Spider Song, which is, like, System of a Down Because So they had some spider song. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think about the um, I Know Everything But The Answers. T- that was a song. If I, so we had two songs about superheroes that had superheroes. That was, that was the Superman. later on material. That was when we were
0: starting to get heavy.
1: Well, because eventually we became Counting The Days, and
0: Wait, that, what was, was uh, that? Count, counting The Days?
1: Yeah, which was named after a, a, an obscure 100 Reasons" song off a split they did with a band called Garrison. Yeah,
0: oh, I have that CD. Okay, well we're
1: named after a song on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that and then we didn't we did EP. Guitar, we good. did a four track EP. Is when I said, look, like, no, no, Ben no, no, decided, I'll write the songs. So was Ben not in Clicks? Was Ben not in, Was Ben just a lone frontman for a while? He was, wasn't yeah, he was. Yeah. So yeah, we got what we did. Is we got Matt. Uh, we got another guitarist. So Tom went to guitar. Uh, a guy called Matt went to guitar and screaming, uh, and then Ben just sung, and we got a bassist called Tim. They're all gone, obviously. Um, that, then we did a four-track EP. But that's there? what I would consider the beginning of Architects then. Yeah. Okay. That, let's not say that, because then we've been going for like 10 years.
0: Well, the, the, the idea of the band that, you know, you kind of yeah, wanted to do the- something like this.
1: If I had started writing songs that were continue, like, evolving constantly from then to now, that's what I would say. Yeah. It was never like, right, we're done with that band and that style. Well, the thing is about that band is the other guitarist we got, Matt, he became our singer for our first um, CD for Nightmares. He eventually stopped playing guitar and just, and just did screaming. And that's when, when we we got, got and that's when we got Tim in. that's when we got Tim in because Tim's the band with Matt. Yeah, all college mates. So we, all out by then. And we were doing shows in 16-plus sort of 16, 16 venues when we were 15. We were children, God literally yeah. children. We oh, did
0: so, it. so you guys, they have, um, I mean, we have 18-plus venues here in the States, but they have 16-plus venues over there?
1: Yeah, they're not very common. I don't know. Well, not uh, anymore, but you're back then, you know, we're talking this is like 82. or 80. <laughs> No, we weren't born then. Uh, no, you it? weren't. Two thousand years ago. Nine years ago, and that is... Too long. So 2003. Okay. Because actually we became Architects in 2004, and our and that was uh, that was our first show, and we were we weren't called Architects on the flyer. We were called Canada Days, but it was supporting Nile and and we, and we replaced Necrophagist, <laughs> and we were like, wow, emotional. We were like an emo core band, <laughs> sixteen years old, <laughs> sixteen year old emo core band opening replacing Necrophagist. <laughs> Is that a genre? It was then. Big time. you kidding me? It was all the rage. You had to die black, yeah? No, I was... Yeah, that was it, actually. Yeah,
0: you did. So, the, uh, so the, the fact... That was, like, trial by fire. So you guys were thrown into the heat where it's like, this show is going to suck, and you knew it was yeah. going to suck going into it.
1: Shortly after that, uh, probably in the, within six months, we supported um, Napalm Death as well. <laughs> Which is just... And the last time they played Brighton was before we were born. I think it was in... They played Brighton in 1986. I will say this. We we were definitely not one of those bands that got together, got like an EP's worth of songs, got on a few good tours, and immediately had hype. We (laughs) did everything wrong for years. I mean, this is why we feel old, because we A, wrote garbage music, we played badly, we... I mean, our song sucked, and we played on bills that didn't make any sense just in Brighton for years. I mean, right. a that's why I feel old now. If we had just started Ruin, then yeah. So that's two thousand six, yeah. What well, Ruin? Yeah. No, Ruin. Yeah, maybe maybe 2007. 2007, no, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. I think it's two thousand seven. Yeah. So that's you know that seems a bit more recent. That's only five years ago. Yeah, the stuff right. before. But then you hear about bands. They're like, oh, to the get- states off that record. You hear bands that being like, you know, oh, we've been going for six years and we're just about to release our debut album. What is that about? I mean, I don't know what bands get up to, but maybe that is a good idea. I think maybe it is because then you <laughs> haven't got this public. You know, we can't delete nightmares off of You know, the the, the earth. But more more devastatingly, we can't delete some of our old promos, right. They're on the internet forever now,
0: and that is something we have to deal with on a daily basis, yeah, so as you um once you guys started to obviously play together and play in all these bands that you were speaking of uh, prior to obviously architects you know becoming um, you know more of a a focus, were you guys pretty much at that point, hey, mom and dad we are not interested in pursuing university at all? Or how did that conversation go? Because obviously parents are... Parents totally love the idea of kids not going to further their education and do a really loud screaming band.
1: Yeah, well, we just said we're going to take a gap here with it because in our last year of college, we did a tour with Beecher and then we did a tour with uh, Johnny Truant and then we did a tour with Bring Me The Horizon all in our last year of college when we were 18. So, you know, we had already missed quite a bit and we already had a year, our first European tour planned for that August after we finished college. So I think they kind of saw it was, there was some kind of momentum there, even if actually there wasn't. Um, so we yeah, just said, yeah, so we're, we're just going to take one year out. And by the time that year was up, I think it was pretty evident that we weren't going to gonna go. I think that because it's it's a bit of a pinch, you know, on the old wallet. so. Two us at the same time as well. You no, know, I think I think deep down they're probably a bit goes a bullet.
0: So they uh, they even even taking a year off like that's that's a tough discussion to have with uh, with parents as well. So were they kind of were they just like okay you do this for a year and then you'll come to your senses and realize that's a terrible idea? Uh, I could, uh, I'm a little bit hazy on what how exactly it went. To be honest. I don't know
1: whether we ever sort of gave them a choice. Yeah,
0: I mean... <laughs> just like, we're doing this. It's like, okay. I had no interest... By the time we finished college, I had no interest in
1: learning. Yeah, I, I did, do now, but I didn't then. And I, I, I didn't... We didn't have any idea what we wanted to do at university. All we wanted to do was play in the band. And to be honest, our parents have always been very, very supportive, and actually, as time goes on, their support just gets stronger and stronger, is what we do. So... Um, they never really made much of. They never really like argued against us and told us we shouldn't do it. They just sort of said that if that's what we want to do, then we should go for it. So, um, got to give us some credit in that respect, I suppose. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: that's 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 a huge thing. Um, and didn't your uh, didn't your guys' mom help you out with mail order uh, like mail order for shirts for a certain time? For,
1: yeah, until last year, she ran our online store, and and she'd always helped with like financial matters and. You know stuff that we don't know about tax and all that kind of uh, nonsense before we uh, got involved with a business manager. We, you know she looked after all our stuff, and so she's always been extremely helpful to for our band. Sort of. Uh, that's, an so, that's
0: that's pretty incredible because some parents. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and she can, uh,
1: she continues to be incredibly supportive for us. Um, I'd say she's the sixth member, but she isn't because <laughs> uh, we don't have a fifth right now. <laughs> so she's the fifth member.
0: So what uh, was what was the. Uh, and you so. guys were able to – I mean, obviously, since do – do you both uh, still live with your, your parents? And when I say still, I don't mean that in a derogatory it's just,
1: way. It's just that big house that we were talking about earlier.
0: Right, so the, we, I know, the $7 million house.
1: From the Century Media advance. Of course. From when we signed. Uh, no, we still live home.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So what yeah. was the uh, – and so because of that, you guys have been able to – you know, not have a quote unquote real job in quite some time. So what was the, uh, what was the last real job that you guys had to hold down in between, you know, either in between records or before the band really started to, you know, generate income, so to speak. I had a good one. I had
1: a good one. Uh, the, it was just called the telemarketing company It's the longest I've ever worked anywhere. I was there for three months. Um, (laughs) three months. That's a long time. (laughs) It's a long time in telemarketing um no, and that was a weird one actually, because the band was kind of doing stuff, and whilst I was there, we had uh, a poster out in Kerrang one week, and um I had a kind of I made friends with the guy there, and he was he was like in his fifties, but he 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 used to be in a band, and he, you know they had been toured America and all this stuff, so we used to talk about that sort of stuff. it could- glimpse into the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I've I gone to the shop at lunchtime and picked it up and I kind of, you know, let it to Oh, yeah, we've got this poster. Yeah. So no it's, no, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Um, and then he told the boss. And then at the end of the day, the boss made an announcement to the whole room that uh, we've, got, we've got our own resident rock star in the house. Uh, <laughs> How yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but quite a strange sort of juxtaposition of being a guy trying to sell companies credit card um, where people buy this magazine, probably see these people on the poster or whatever and think, wow, they've, they've really made it or something. like
0: <laughs> <laughs> That would be incredible if for all the rest of the calls that you did that day, it would be like, have you heard of the music magazine Kerrang? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking me in the center there. That's me. And then you were able to get some, uh, yeah, some poor saps to sign up for credit cards. So probably going to wreck that company. <laughs> um, and the obvious question that I'm sure has been asked of you uh, a few times, so I apologize, but um, I just always find it so interesting when people, you know, when family members are able to exist like you guys have been. Essentially – you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not only in the band, but living together and kind of everything else. Um, what prevents you from killing one another? Come close every now and again.
1: Fine lines.
0: Uh, or, when, or actually, or here, here's also another a- a- addendum to the question as well. Um, when was the last, like, true f- either fist fight or yelling at each other? Like, what, what, was the, uh, what was the last time that you can recall in regards to that? And then... How do you not kill each other after that <laughs> about
1: two days ago, yeah
0: okay <laughs> uh, it
1: wasn't we've never really got got fists involved uh, but we yeah, we get pretty angry at each other, but you know it's just it's just part and parcel of being brothers or even more so twin brothers and basically being joint at the hip you know with the same in the same band in the same house with the same <coughs> friends since day one. So I think the thing that that holds it together is that we agree on most things and we're both sort of working towards the same stuff. Time that can also be a source of tension because, you know, we're both, you know, we're both working for the band and want, we want sort of success or whatever you want to call success for the band. Um, And sometimes that can, you know, be a serious thing and something that we both really strongly Feel about so when we disagree on it, that can be quite a explosive, explosive event. (laughs) But I think that's why we, you know, why we can exist because we're both, you know, you get you get other brothers who go off in different directions and uh, you know don't see eye to eye. But I mean, we we are living the exact same life, trying striving for the same things. So, sure, Sure.
0: got it. No, that 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 does make sense. Yeah, you see. You see, people have either the reaction like you guys have, where you know you're both in it together and living it, or the opposite reaction of people being like, "I have to distance myself from my siblings, you know, yeah. immediately because I need to, you know, be my own individual."
1: Yeah. But, you know, you see a lot of a lot of bands with brothers do do really well, and I think maybe there is something in it, and in a lot in some respects. I mean, yeah. C- certainly in, Eng- in England, the, the probably biggest current example is Biffy Claro, I reckon. Yeah. Well, Pantera. Pantera. Gojira. <laughs> yes. Gojira. Fantastic. There are others. There are others. Go yeah. on. Bill Ody. Go on. There are others. Go on. on. Game, name, more. A, name another man with brothers. More. I think,
0: I think uh, God forbid has brothers. God forbid? Well, they uh, used to. No longer. Um. But regardless, anyways, that's a whole different topic. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think all of these are are completely uh, true. Pink My Floyd, Pink Floyd, <laughs> like um, Kind of, yeah. I, I wanted to hit on something that you guys uh, we were joking about earlier, even though technically this whole interview is kind of a joke. Um, the the fact that I mean, I've always noticed, especially like in the UK. Um, most of your, you know, music magazines and everything are, are so centered around, um, you bullshit. know, well, bullshit or drama, like, you know, it's kind of very,
1: this has got us in hot water recently, right? We've got a on eggshells in this subject.
0: Okay. <laughs> right. That's why I mean, and I, I don't need to trot out any specific stories or anything. And this is merely just an observation that you can comment on, but, um, You know, like where here in the States, like we have, you know, tabloid magazines like, you know, Us Weekly where they talk about, you know, the A-list movie stars and, you know, 70% of the story is true and 30% is false. And so I feel that the UK kind of has a similar vibe in the way that they cover music where it's Uh like they care about, um, you know, they care about live shows and new records that come out. But they also care more so about the dramatic events that happened kind of behind the scenes. Like, yeah. And you guys, you guys have mostly been able to navigate sort of away from that just because, you know, you're not some, um, you know, crazy dramatic band. Um, but yeah. What's that? That's, That's a problem,
1: though, for us, unfortunately. Well, Good. in terms of press, but I mean, who gives a shit about being in magazines for all that stuff? It's embarrassing. But, yeah, I mean, it's certainly the fact that we don't really case to that kind of stuff and that couple with us having a pretty... Boring image bar a, a singer with long blonde hair. <laughs> right, which is not that it's, crazy. It's, yeah, we're not like particularly marketable or interesting band in any other sense other than our music. So unfortunately, that sort of makes us quite uh, difficult for or unattractive for some magazines to, to cover us.
0: And has that, has that been something that you guys... Um, have intentionally done. Um, I mean, obviously, you've not intentionally crafted your own personal lives to be like, okay, well, we can't be crazy because we don't want these magazines to pick up on us. But um, you know, you've kind of tried to just basically f- have people focus on the music rather than you know. Well, it's just, like, just who we are. Yeah, exactly. It's just who we are. So it's like, it's
1: hard to focus on anything else because there is nothing else to focus on because <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't do anything crazy and we we're. we're such like regular cynical sarcastic English guys that I mean we're, we're so regular in, in so many respects that, that we can't really we, we can't even pretend even if we wanted to we couldn't even pretend to be what you know some magazines want us to be um, I'd like to think though on the plus side and you know I can't speak for what our fans think or what other people think about our band but I'd like to think that any sort of any fans that we do have, are uh, you know, identify with the fact that we are just people trying to make music that we like, and that it, and it really is that simple. And there's no sort of um, sort of added glamour or you know rock star behavior. You know, I like I, all that stuff's like really embarrassing to me and really contrived.
0: Right, right. You know that, and that's, that's kind of what I've been able to notice where, you know, you guys joke about obviously feeling old. Um, and the fact that, you know, you do have, you do have a decent body of work, you know, but because you have, you know, well, four full lengths, if you don't count ruin. Um, and so I think that, you know, because it's been a slower build for you guys. And like you said, you haven't just immediately blown out in the scene and been like, we're here. Fucking pay attention to us. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, tend to follow you for longer periods of time. Like, do you notice that, where it's like kids have kind of grown up with you in a way? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely, especially in England. There's some fans that have been coming to our shows for years and years and following us for a long time. But, yeah, I mean, that is cool. I mean, uh, I, I just hope that, we, that means we can, I mean, we'll find out, but uh, I'm sure we will outlive this sort of, uh, the current crop of, like stuff that, it, I, you know, I can't help but feel like it's sort of these chances, I suppose, you know, the the people that, it's amazing now, right, is that we can be in a band now and we're kind of influenced from bands, you know, from whatever, Botch or or, or Dillinger or mm-hmm. uh, Every Time I Die or, and, you know, releases from like 2000, 2001 or whatever, 2002, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But there's bands now, big bands, whose like main influences are like from records that were released three years ago. That's how quickly it happens now. Yeah. You know, but it but it's all kind of chewing itself up and becoming more and more of the same stuff. Everything like, gets rehashed so quickly, um, whilst we're rehashing old stuff. Well, and they don't know about that. That's the thing. To all the all the kids, they've not listened <laughs> that's, to it. That's our secret. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that we can hopefully people identify that we're not kind of the same as all that stuff, which is might be pretty popular right now, but sure, know. We'll see. No, no, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we share a lot of fans with a, a lot of these bands, but we feel very separate from them. And, uh, we do, you know, even, I, I'm not, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to slag anyone off. I'm not going to name any names, but thing, thing, cause you know, we're actually friends with some bands that do this, I think maybe, um, the things like uh, like uh, synchronized sort of uh, stage moves and stuff like that, like choreographed stage moves. Right, that, that's so absolutely insane to mm-hmm. to us as just yeah. like to us as sort of, as cynical, sarcastic English people. That can only be done in like a cynical, sarcastic, like comedy sense where you're taking the piss,
0: like, right? right. <laughs> you're like, this is this is funny that we do this, but there are people that actually. Yeah because up, that's like part of their business plan.
1: That's like it's what standard. That, that's what that's synchronized. When we, when we were growing up synchronized dance moves was, oh, uh, oops. boy bands was, was Westlife. Take that. You know, I don't know what the, which of these bands are, uh, the boy bands are ever big in America. If oh, any. T- take that. Ed, was sync. Yeah, sync. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. It's just, that's what, that's who, you know, that's who does synchronized dance moves. Not, that's like, like an me- influence on modern metalcore now. It is, and, uh, um, and I've discussed this before with someone. That, um, I don't understand when that uh, whole thing, or like just that whole uh, like boy band vibe of metal bands. I don't know how that got into metal bands because I'm sure that doesn't really exist in like indie music or punk music or hardcore or ska Imagine if that got into hardcore. Or like just like I don't know why it skipped straight. It like it's like a cellular sort of evolutionary mutation. I think it probably came in metalcore. How did that happen? I think it probably came along with when every band had to release a video of them doing a cover of the most recent number one radio hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. it... It's it's very it's a very very strange thing, and I don't know how it happened. But and it's a real it's it's a shame from our perspective that that whole uh, trend or cultural musical culture has ex- existed in in like amongst our peers now, or what are considered our peers, um, because we can't fit in in that respect. But you know, like Tom says, maybe that'll actually help us in the long run uh it's just something that we will obviously never never do i mean you couldn't it's just i mean we we can't even do like a parody of it because it's so embarrassing
0: right Mm. and so um hitting kind of what you guys were saying where um you know a lot of the uh the magazines choose not to cut like choose not to cover you because you guys are obviously so you know there's there's no stories there um But you guys, you guys are opinionated where it's like, you know, like you're saying, you know, Sam, your singer, obviously he doesn't mince words and people ask him, you know, maybe they catch him at a time where he's drunk and he might say something about a band somewhere. Uh, Um, The record and then it ends up in the magazine anyway. Right, exactly. So um, is it one of those things where you guys are just like, well... Whatever people are going to talk, and people are going to say these things, and um you know it is what it is, and we'll just try to clear it up where we can and avoid it in other places.
1: thing is I'd rather not go around picking out bands and and, and talking shit about them or whatever because but it just seems it just seems we, so trivial like we't like so waste our time doing we have no animosity with any bands at all They're like we don't you know we uh, we don't like some bands music, obviously I mean that's like an entirely different thing, but as people. Uh, there's no bands we have any problem with or any strife with. So you know, uh, we you know we've had little sort of silly to dos with some bands over things that have been said in magazines, but never anything serious or anything anyone cares about. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it, the thing is as well as if with things like Twitter now, you know, you can just say something fairly flippantly and then it and it, you know. Look, look what Dan Architect said about you sort of thing, you know, and then they know and you can take a photo of a magazine and then the magazine gets <laughs> yeah, or you know you can just comment on how a band 's dressed like Sam, and then yeah you know and that 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 's just silliness really we don't we like you said before we're incredibly personable people, very nice, very sure. humble.
0: Uh, and, <laughs> that, well, that that's that's very debatable. That you're you're taking you're taking my words, but <laughs> um,
1: so so you know we don't really have, we never have um, issues with other bands. Uh, I'm trying to think: do, have we had like on tour anything ever?
0: Well, it's funny because people may have a certain perception of you guys. Um, you know, it's like the way that, like you said, you're lumped in with a lot of bands that you might not share common bonds with. Um, but then, you know. A band like, okay, using a random example, using a band like, you know, you guys just got off the road with Touche Amore. Um, you know, and you guys wouldn't immediately always play the same sort of shows because you're kind of, you know, two completely different bands that play in different scenes. Um, mm-hmm. And so, the, sorry, there's my my kiddo making some noise in the background. Um, the... Yeah, the guys in Touche Amore could look at promo photos of you and be like, oh, those guys look like every other UK band or whatever, besides the fact that you don't have maybe ridiculous hair or whatever the case may be. And we,
1: you know what? We totally thought they would.
0: <laughs> right, right. And so, but then they tour with you and they realize it's like, oh, these dudes are just, you know, they're totally normal average guys. And so um, I'm sure there's a lot of battling that perception from people from the outside.
1: Yeah, definitely. We, we before we talked to hear we definitely felt that we were sort of like the real uncool yeah. uh, metal core, sort of fashion core <laughs> metal, metal band. R-
0: great, my- great, great, great use of fashion core, by the way. <laughs> because we, I've not heard that since about
1: two thousand two. So, we we love that band, and I kind of went onto it being like, oh, they're because they were on Death Wish so- as well, and like we, you know, they're just like. What is everyone on social media? we're not on them anymore uh, we, we, you know, we, and they were a pretty uh, you know they're, they're a great band and, we, and like Tom says we were all fans so we were sort of concerned that maybe they would just sort of <laughs> turn, their, turn their noses up at us right, um, right. it didn't at all So to yeah. be fair I had my own preconceptions as well I thought they were probably going to be too cool for school and they weren't at all they were lovely guys
0: yeah, no. And it, it's funny how you just bring those uh pieces of baggage into certain tours and then all of a sudden you realize that it's like, oh, I mean, of course there are some bands where they do live up to their expectations of like, oh yeah, I heard those guys are kind of, you know, just hang out on their bus and that's kind of it. But it's cool how you're able to break down those preconceived notions and be like, oh yeah, like you're just as average as I am or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, but you're right, we do we do sort of feel like we're tarred with that brush to some extent. Sure, sure. Yeah, Difficult to yeah. see it from the inside as well, because from the outside we may I'm maybe we are like an embarrassing load of shit.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. a thought I'm just think out loud. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Some excuses mis- um, coming out there. <laughs> and sort of um you know kinda of to to wrap things up in a way. Um you know, you guys have always had a very, you know, ambitious uh, idea of like, all right, you know, like we're doing well in the UK, but we we would like to, you know, do well in other places like Australia, Canada, USA, and, you know, all all those other places that you guys have been able to kind of tour. Um, Is it just so mind-blowing when you go to different territories and even touring Europe where you're just like, how the fuck is this so goddamn different? We drive four hours and people could give a shit about us, and we drive eight hours and people love us. Like, is it just kind of mind-numbing how that happens?
1: Yeah, I think, I think uh, you, you get numb to it sometimes, but when we went to South America in May, April, May, that was sort of the most refreshing feeling for that, I think, for me at least because we weren't expecting anything. And that was really mind-blowing because we had never been there and um, people were just so appreciative and happy that we were there. Because uh, that, that, that obviously as well feels like a very different, cult- different culture to, to England, obviously. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> in, you're in like wow, pe-
0: people actually like going to shows and they want to go to shows as opposed to just like going because it's something to do on a Saturday night? Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. It's, it's an event, and it's a big deal, and you can almost sort of, you know, that's how it was for when we were when we were young as well. And um, when when you do get those moments of sort of a clarity of what we what we get to do and or what we've achieved or, or whatnot, is actually uh, it, it is obviously a great feeling. Unfortunately, those moments of clarity are few and far between. The thing is, it is. It is a bit disappointing sometimes when you show up somewhere and you think, yeah, maybe this show's going to be all right. And then, and then uh, no one gives a fuck or whatever. And and that does seem to happen all the time. But um <clears throat> at the same time, kind of, I don't want to think like the grass is greener for some other bands or whatever, because I, I know there's a, a pretty much every band I've met that is bigger than us. You know, you always think, God, if I was as big as, if we we're as big as that band, like, oh, I'd love it every day. But I don't think it really works like that. You know, I think everyone gets used to what their average show is or what a normal day is for them. And, you know, no one's overwhelmed every single day. So um, I'm not going to say, like, anyone's got a bet. I mean, some other bands we know that play great shows every single day and they can really...
0: You know they want to go home a
1: lot of the time. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, that that's true. That I it's a, I think that's a pers- that's a very important perspective that a lot of people aren't able to really wrap their heads around because you know at, at the end of the day, bands are you, you we as humans are always like striving for more for ourselves. You know whether it's like professionally, whether it's in a band or whatever the fuck it is, you you know you're wanting to kind of push yourself in a way, and so if I mean. As <laughs> using a hate breed record, it's like yeah, satisfaction is the death of desire, and it's like you know, if you do become content, then that's kind of when you you know, you might not become as vital, or your art may suffer, or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do also wonder, you know, what what it is that is like you say, like I, I sometimes I kind of question what it is that drives us forward, like what what this kind of, you know, because I don't want I really always. You know, I don't think in terms of money, I don't think in terms of, well, if we did better, then we'd have more financial anxieties. It's not, it's not like, can we get more? It's not greed, is it? No. and it, it's, it's more like, can we afford to do this? And it's more, you know, oh, I just want to have as much fun as possible when we're playing the shows. I just want to play really cool shows. But then if they were really good every day, who's to say that, you know, the really good ones wouldn't be special anymore because they would all be good? I don't know. Like, maybe not, but... I don't feel, you know, I do wonder what what is it that I want for being in a band. What is it that I'm kind of really actually looking for? I think the important thing is that um, we've done four, or some people say five, albums, and obviously been touring since uh, 2006, or maybe a bit 2005. And we all still enjoy doing what we do. We all still enjoy touring. We all still enjoy writing, recording. So. Then probably you know so as long as we can keep sustaining that. That's yeah, I, really I remember get. when I first came went on tour and I just couldn't believe how fun it was and and uh, I still have those moments where I go on tour and I'm just like this is great I just don't want to do anything else you know this is just the funnest thing ever and so I, uh, the fact that we've managed to sustain that feeling because I know for some bands that or some individuals in bands that um, touring is really viewed as like as a chore and I, and I you always made out that there's gonna because it will eventually become like that with you, but you know we can do it for seven years and it it still isn't a chore. So that's at least a positive sign, and it doesn't feel like it's our feelings on it are going to change anytime soon.
0: No. Yeah, no, that's that, that's a huge thing to have. So and that obviously keeps you know, like you said, you don't you don't quite know your motivation, but it's like because you only really start to question why you're doing something until once it starts to suck once you start to not receive some sort of gratification from it that's when you're like oh what do i have to change or what do i have to do differently because i'm not receiving as much enjoyment as i would like out of this or whatever so yeah yeah. but um yeah gentlemen you have been well first of all you've been the first international guest for the show so that's also a huge uh trophy that will be sent your direction um so i know Yes, and so I do appreciate you guys wanting to uh, hang out and uh, have fun on this, and I hope it was enjoyable in some way, shape, or form for you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I would say this is an exclusive, most revealing interview yet. Uh, you know, and, uh, well, obviously, we talked about your mom changing now, so that's... Those fair rules...